All right, episode two of um, Horseman Academy. Again, our goal is to provide you all with something actionable. I think we've done a good job of making people laugh. We've done a good job of getting people drunk. <laughs> we've done a good job of clowning, but um, I think we do a lot of clowning. So it's time to start doing some educating as well. Now, we had this brother on. Um, I want to say it was probably... In the spring, something like that. Yeah, earlier in the spring, um, CJ came through. We we had full intentions of <laughs> educating you all on the crypto environment, crypto and accounting, NFTs, why you should be investing in Bitcoin, etc. But I think one too many shots. <laughs> <laughs> brown liquor was consumed we had a great time though the episode was well received but i think it's important for us to have our brother back so it wasn't it didn't make any other sense but other than episode two to have cj the smart guy with us how you doing brother appreciate it. i'm doing good man doing good so give everybody all of your information where they can find you at the start of this and then we just gonna jump right into some education yeah for sure so you can find me on all social media platforms at cj the smart guy no extra numbers no extra letters no extra dashes because there's fake people out there there are man lots of them so just regular cj the smart guy you could find me on clubhouse i normally talk on there to you know the bbb black bitcoin billionaires or with Naja roberts um with the digital financial uh revolution tour or the experience okay okay so i we're going to talk about all of the stuff that you're involved in, but I do want to know, how do you handle those fake accounts? Because I had fake CJ, the smart guys DMing me like, yeah. <laughs> yo, man, we need to talk again. I was like, that's, you're not CJ. CJ would text me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So how yeah. do you deal with that? So it's multiple things. So first, the normal pro like procedure that you would do is you would let Instagram know that you have an imposter or something like that. But see, in this crypto space, understand that like crypto is an enemy to Instagram. It's an enemy to Facebook. It is. It is. They see that as taking away their power. So when I had reported, they said it wasn't against their, you know, terms and conditions. And so I once I got CJ the smart guy trademark, now I got my lawyer on there. Gotcha. And, you know, some of them have been come off, but then it seems though as soon as five, ten of them come off, there's like an extra five or ten, and they refuse to uh, verify me because I'm in the crypto space. Ah, see, I was wondering how that worked because it was obnoxious for a while. Yeah. Like, you were probably getting a new person who was CJ the smart guy at least once a month. Yeah. At least once a month. It's, it's like every week, every day sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. That's yeah. ridiculous. Alright, so let's get right into it. <laughs> right into it. What is a cryptocurrency? So before we think about what a cryptocurrency is, think about the technology that's driving it. Okay. That's called blockchain. And so what that is essentially a database. So think about a block full of transactions, and then there's going to be another block with a bunch of transactions, and it just continues to create block after block. And with those transactions, so if you're using a cryptocurrency, it's getting traced on the blockchain. It's just a chain of blocks, and inside the blocks are transactions. And... The, what's revolutionary is about is it can't be deleted. They call that immutable. Okay. The blockchain can't be deleted. So when you use cash, the government can't track it. Straight up. When you use cryptocurrency, every single transaction is traced. Therefore, it's easier to keep track of what's actually going on. And for some people, that's a better thing. For some people, that's a worse thing. But a cryptocurrency is essentially a value amount that's attached to a blockchain and it keeps track of everything. So if I'm hearing you correctly, 
the technology is where the value is. Correct. Not necessarily all these currencies. Correct. Correct. Most of these currencies are just using the revolution technology in order to create a company or the viewpoint of value. It's no difference than the internet. The internet came out and everybody's like, well, how am I going to leverage the internet, you know, for my own business? And so now people are just trying to leverage the blockchain for their own business or for their own coins or, you know, their own NFTs, whatever they got going. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's a good start. So <clears throat> the anchoring is the technology. Correct. From that, people are basically, if I'm going to use my language, creating products and services that can use the technology. Correct. Okay. All right. The The next thing, and we're going to get into all of it. What is an NFT? So an NFT is a digital signature. So that's really all it is. People think it's artwork. People think it's you know, digital collectibles. And that is a part of what an NFT can be. But in all reality, an NFT is just a digital signature. It stands for non-fungible token, but that token is really just a digital signature saying, hey, this address owns this address, okay. something like that. So it's like a title to a real estate property. Correct, except it's digital and it's on the blockchain. Therefore, it's immutable, meaning it can't be deleted. So everybody knows that this address owns this and so if you're thinking about real estate what if that paperwork disappears straight up you know? and, and that happens that, that happens the title search companies make hundreds of million dollars a year to find out who really owns what correct and what you're saying in the cryptocurrency space the technology there's no problem with that correct. you can go back and search how, how far back can you search forever so since the inception of blockchain mm -hmm. i can go back and see the first transaction easily it's not even difficult that sounds difficult though nope take all you just got to know is the address or the the transaction um like the transaction hash man i don't think a lot of people understand that i think i think people have been thinking this was way more challenging to get involved in it's just simple the what's difficult is keeping yourself sp safe in this new space similar to like when the internet first happened everybody was getting ripped off on the internet left and right because nobody knew oh that's not really somebody from another country who needs help you know they were sending these emails so yeah. people were getting the nigerian prince yeah that part <laughs> you do, um, yeah. Uh, send yeah. me um one thousand yeah. and i'm gonna deposit fifteen thousand into your account yeah we got new scams there's new things to look out for so if you if you weren't even updated like with the internet you're going to struggle in this new space because their their ways of scamming are you know more advanced but the actual technology is pure just like the internet technology itself is pure but people use it for harm or they might use it for good it's just a tool definitely definitely okay now by trade you're an accountant mm -hmm. and by trade you're an accountant who also um, helps people with their cryptocurrency assets correct um, the asset that I see you advocate for all the time, I've even got in your comments <laughs> and, and by trade, I'm in traditional finance, I would say. Um, so me and CJ have had conversations before and he'll try to shoot me down on Twitter. I'm like, Oh, we're going to do this in real life. So give, give, give just a introductory to Bitcoin. Talk to me like I've never tried to buy anything, never done anything, which we know that's not true, mm -hmm. but talk to me like I'm first learning about Bitcoin like you all would do on the tour. Yeah. So when we think about Bitcoin, let's first figure out what problem it solves. Okay. Right. So how many times have you gotten an overdraft fee at the bank? 
Understand a, a lot when before the conversation we have before the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot before those days. I get yeah. you. I get you okay. when you was younger. So when you think about that, the reason you get those overdraft fees is because of settlement. Correct. Sometimes if you use your debit card or your credit card, there might be a two or three day settlement time period. If you do it on a fr Friday, it's or not going to settle till Monday till afternoon. Monday. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times you don't even know what you really have in your account and. A lot of times what they show on your internet app isn't even accurate. Well, with Bitcoin, it's within a 10 minute settlement time period every single time. Okay. So you don't have to worry about hmm, how much do I actually have in my account. And so it takes away the double spend problem because if you have money in your account and you spend it, but it still shows that you have more money, you think that you can spend it. Well, that's a double spend. Correct. With Bitcoin, that doesn't happen. Okay. And okay. It, it also is a form of currency because it tracks every single like transaction. You have a you have a database with the blockchain that keeps track of all that. And so we know there's only 21 million bitcoins to ever be created because bitcoins is a computer software. Correct. That's all it is. It's a computer software that keeps track of these 21 million bitcoins. Um, and with that, you can send it anywhere around the world within 10 minutes. So say if you're using the traditional financial system and you, you know, want to send a remittance, you know, back to your home country or something like that, you know, it could take, you know, days, it could take weeks. Yeah. I mean, depending upon the part of the world and how sophisticated, if they're a part of the SWIFT banking system, it'll yeah. be faster. If they're not, it could take it could take a month so to the, send money. So the government's controlling your money in some Straight way, up. form or fashion. It, without question. It is going to pass through some form of a government system. And then how much you spending for that remittance? You will pay some type of transaction fee. Yeah. So yeah. With, with Bitcoin, like the transaction fees, especially if you're using like the Lightning Network, yeah. you're talking like two, three pennies to okay. send millions of dollars. Okay. So then you've, you've explained the, the problem, mm -hmm. but what is a Bitcoin though? Like what... Explain that to someone like if you were talking to a 10 year old. So there's two pieces to it. You have the value amount, okay. which is what most people look at. Yeah, they're seeing it's what close to 25,000 now again. Something like yeah, that. Something like that. Okay. that. To be honest with you is the least thing I, I, look I agree. At. I agree. I look at the utility. Yes. So, you know, when we talk about the value amount, because there's only 21 million bitcoins to ever be created, we consider it a scarce asset. Yeah. Because with the US dollar, as we saw during COVID, they keep printing out money left and right. It's not scarce. Gold, they just found $12 trillion worth in Uganda. They sure did. It's not as scarce as they thought. And so with Bitcoin, we know that through the computer software, there's only gonna ever be 21 million to ever be created. So it's a digital scarce asset that if people believe in it, if they believe in the technology, if they're able to create their own nodes to be able to make sure that the technology runs smoothly, then it essentially is a brand new financial system. It's not just an investment. It's a whole new financial system where you don't have to go to the government. You don't have to go through the banks. You don't have to you know, worry about double spend. You can transact anywhere around the world, not worry about foreign exchange rates. And you know, it's a computer software that the world is adopting now. You got countries like El Salvador and Central Africa that have already accepted as legal tender meaning every single business in their country has to accept Bitcoin. Okay. 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 So I, I'm starting to get the gist of it now. I'm starting to get the gist. So Bitcoin though is let's say the the flagship cryptocurrency. Correct. Um, and from everything that I've seen, I've seen your guy, 
um, on Breakfast Club. Lamar Wilson. Yep. Yeah. I saw your guy Lamar on Breakfast Club. I know you're with Naja Roberts a lot. She's a part of the Black Bitcoin Billionaires Group, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so, Black Wealth. What's what is it again? The so, app. Oh, um, the Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Yeah. Correct. With Hill Harper. Yes. 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 Okay. And then also they just recently partnered with Jay Z. Correct. To do work in his hometown. Yeah, Marcy Project. Okay. Why is it important for people in our community to maybe take a longer look at Bitcoin? And then we're going to talk about some of the scam coins because there are some out there. For sure. But why Bitcoin being an anchor currency? Why is that important for us as our community? Yeah. So first, let's look how it's currently done. Right. So currently, if you're poor and you got to if you overdraft on your account, you got to pay a thirty five dollar fee. And so these banks have been getting billions of dollars worth of fees off of people who are literally poor. Because if you got millions of dollars, you got twenty, thirty thousand in your account, you're not worried about overdraft fees. So you don't even realize, you know, how bad the banks are. But when you're at the bottom of the totem pole financially, you're getting hit with predatory loans. You're getting yeah. hit with um Payday lending is real. Payday lending is horrible. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? So now you have the chance to get an asset that goes up in value over time because there's no barriers to entry into it. So literally, if you have cash up, you have the Black Wall Street wallet, every single day you can you know, buy $2, $5, $6 worth until you've got a, a nice you know, amount worth um, versus if you try to put $5 on a property, they're going to look at you crazy because there's a barrier to entry to get that property. You might have to have a credit score. You might have to have a certain amount of cash that's really high. With Bitcoin, it's fairly it's fairly easy. Literally, yeah. you just as long as you're not a money launderer yeah. or you know on the terrorist list, yeah. it should be easy. Now, how how can people access getting access to Bitcoin? What what are the ways that you recommend people enter the space? Yeah, so the easiest way is both through Cash App or the Black Wall Street wallet. Um, whatever you do. Shout out Black Wall Street, too. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, they, the wallet is dope. Yeah. And, and shout out to what Hill and the team are putting together. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the biggest thing when the biggest thing to understand in this crypto space is to own your private keys. Explain that. So the way that the technology works is you have a public key that you can give to anybody. Consider it like your mailing address. Okay. That's how you receive it. Um, that's what they see when you send it. Now you have a private key. Consider that the key to your house. Okay. You don't give that to just anybody. And to be honest with you, in this crypto space, I don't give it to anybody. But if you die, then you don't give it to somebody and it's gone. Gotcha. So gotcha, 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 gotcha. Have some type of, you know, something in place, however you do that. But you have a public key that you give to everybody. That's your mailing address. And you got your private key. That's like the key to your house. Okay. A lot of these exchanges, they don't let you have your own private keys. So like if you're on a Coinbase, if you're on a, um, even even if it's on a Cash App or even a Black Wall Street wallet, you don't own your private keys. So what you do is you buy it from Cash App or the Black Wall Street, but then you get what we call a cold wallet, like a, a ledger. Yeah. And then you move your Bitcoin to that wallet because in that ledger, it owns, it has your private keys. You don't take a picture of it on your phone because then it's on iCloud and then Apple has. <laughs> um, you you mentioned Bitcoin and we talked about it being the flagship 
owning those keys, making sure that easiest barrier to entry would be or no barrier cash app. Mm. Also, uh, Black Wall Street. Let's rank some of the other ones. What about Coinbase, MetaMask, some of the other Crypto.com? They just recently, um, you know, became the title sponsor for the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, they I don't know if they still have the money, but, you yeah. know, they definitely have the naming rights for the Lakers arena. So what do you think of those exchanges? <laughs> so first, Coinbase, understand that whenever you are purchasing from these companies, most of us don't read the terms and conditions. So when you when you buy some from Coinbase, there's two things you got to really know. One is if they file bankruptcy, they keep in all your coins, they keep in all your money and it's in their terms and conditions. But that's going to be most companies also. I mean, you know, you've got preferred stock, you've got um, people who own bonds or debentures within that organization. If you are on the bottom of that totem pole, if a company files bankruptcy, Enron, for example, yeah. nobody's getting that money. Because they got to pay their debt first. That's why you move it to your cold wallet. Gotcha. Just avoid the whole thing. Okay. Okay. So that's the strategy. The cold wallet not only protects you from theft, it also protects you from insolvency. Correct. Okay. That part. Okay. Okay. All right. What about MetaMask or um, Crypto.com? Yeah. So even even with Coinbase. So then the second piece of that is that they work with ICE. Ah, so literally, they are the feds. Ah. So whenever you, whenever you buy from them, look. All these exchanges are, they have a certain amount they have to report just due to the government regulations. Coinbase takes it even further. They're happy to give your information and they track everything and they do deals with ICE. And it's been on like that for a couple years. I had no clue that that was going on. Yeah. So like, I, don't, I don't really rock with Coinbase like that. Okay. Um, Crypto.com then, because they've probably been making the most splash. They had Super Bowl commercials. They've done a, a variety of things. What do you think of Crypto.com? Man, Honestly, most of these exchanges, I don't really rock with them too okay. much. Um, I think that the app is uh, somewhat difficult to use. I don't think it's really friendly. Um, I do know that when you have those cards, every time you spin cryptocurrency, it creates a taxable event. It does. And their, their tax, like like transaction sheets or csvs they're not really easy to use okay um so i mean from a tax perspective i can't stand crypto.com but from a uh you know from a naming rights perspective i like them because they're sponsoring a whole bunch of people they sure are and they're actually pushing forward um the crypto space a lot and so it's a love-hate relationship i don't i don't use coinbase i don't use crypto.com the only you know, cryptocurrency I buy at this point is Bitcoin. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't use any of those, but I used to use Binance. Okay. Uh, okay. But in Texas, we can't use Binance.us. And, and for people who don't have a background, that's the Chinese backed. Yeah. Um, it's, is it compared to Bitcoin or? Well, it's an exchange. So it would be the Coinbase of China. The Coinbase of China. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now let, let's talk about Ethereum. Um, mm -hmm. Ethereum made a big splash because they really created the NFT market. You know, or at least people, their utility was NFTs, right? If, am I saying that right? Well, they, they have a platform for developers that are, it's easy for people to develop on the Ethereum blockchain. And people were spending half a million dollars for monkeys in, uh, <laughs> in Louis Vuitton. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. so let, let, let's talk about that. It, uh, is, do you feel like NFTs or is that a safe space for us to be in right now? Never. Okay, explain. Now, so... Remember, NFTs is a digital signature. Yeah. That's all. When you think of it as that concept, um, you know, one of the things I, I look at is, you know, I feel like Nipsey Hussle created the first physical NFT in this space without really knowing what he did. 
in a sense, we had the Crenshaw album, you know, the mixtape. It was $100. Yeah. But if you bought it, you didn't just get the album. You also got um, a perk, meaning you can come see him at a local concert. And so with a lot of these NFTs, if people are buying the NFT, you know, they might, a CD should only be, you know, $20, $10. Yeah. But if you buy that, then you get the perks. Well, if you buy this monkey picture or something like that, you might be able to come on the yacht. You might be able to they come to this party. They do have those experiences. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So if you think you're just buying digital art and there's no perks to it, you're, what are you doing? Because there's no, like, actual value attached to it. It's just a digital, like, I can write my name on a piece of paper and be like, hey, this is worth $10,000. You know, value's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. So, I mean, to somebody, they might be like, okay, cool. But to the average person, they're going to be like, I'm not spending $10,000 on your signature. But if I say, but it's on a monkey, <laughs> you know, the, the value really didn't change too much. It did not. But if I could put you on a perk, so for instance, my NFT, anybody who purchased my first, because I only had 100 of them, the ones who got it, they get um, a discount on all my services and goods forever. Yeah, I think I got that. I yeah. bought, yeah. So yeah. I think I got that. So yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, okay. So you solid. It's now worth it makes it. sense. Yeah. It's worth it at that point then because I'm part of a community. Correct. But if people just selling pictures of monkeys yeah. with no community yeah. or nothing behind it, what you're doing, you're wasting your money. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you're okay. a creator, I recommend every artist to create their own NFTs to create their community, because if you if you create NFTs, you can program it to get residual income. Correct. You know, going forward, every time it's transferred on the blockchain, you can get money back every time it's sold. Yeah, before okay. investment, nah, not at all. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, rapid fire on a few things because we need to know about you also. Okay, you know, I'm up here just talking like he's an expert, <laughs> and we need to know why. Give people some of your um, background, what you just recently completed the tour that you were on so we can kind of explain people why they should want to get in contact with you also yeah for sure so i just got off tour with naja roberts she's a cryptocurrency exchange owner based in inglewood california the bitcoin bank as well as um, crypto blockchain plug and so we toured around the country i don't know the exact numbers but it was essentially uh 25 states 35 cities and 45 days um and so we just toured this is the second one i went on tour with her and we just educate our communities on the evolution of money, which we believe to be Bitcoin. And, you know, we talked about that to all the communities. And the goal was to go to the hoods and see, you know, we weren't trying to just go to the rich areas. We weren't just trying to go to, you know, people that were already interested. Now we were trying to go to the actual inner city neighborhoods, the people who need it the most. And so certain cities showed up completely like shout outs to Memphis, shout outs to, you know, Atlanta. Shout outs to a whole bunch of those cities. And there's some where, you know, it wasn't so much. Yeah. But the goal was to make sure that we reached the people and not just the wealthy. Because the banks, they're saying they're only going to let you have Bitcoin if you're an accredited investor. Yeah, which is nuts. Yeah, they try yeah. to put a barrier that's not even necessary. And most people will never be an accredited investor. That part. Never. Uh. So, okay. All right. Next thing then. You're also an accountant. Yes, sir. Why is it important to have an accountant who understands cryptocurrency if you're in the crypto space you know you want to make sure you're keeping score so i look at an accountant as a scorekeeper yeah um that's it i just instead of it being for basketball i keep score of you know business and so if you don't even know the score to your own business then how are you trying to win yeah you know you don't know what to study you don't know like in the basketball analogy if if you don't realize you're getting out rebounded 80 to 20 a game then you don't know that, hey, I might need, you know, Dennis Rodman. I might need a, a big guy to come and, you know, do this. And same thing in business. If you have a 
you know, a really big area that you're weak in and you don't know the score, you could really, you know, be sabotaging your business and not even realize it. And so it's really important to have a CPA or an accountant with experience. And in the crypto space, most CPAs have no idea how to do this. Yeah. And so like I hopped on out of necessity because the banks closed my accounts. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, well, this is my way. And I was like, this is if it works for me, it's going to work for a multitude of people. And so I just studied uh, cryptocurrency the same time I was studying my CPA and they both came up in 2020 and I was like, oh, now it's worth it. Yeah, that's perfect timing. Yeah, yeah perfect that, that, timing. That ended up being right place, right time right there. Yeah. Okay. So um, we're going we're gonna to pivot to Patreon here in a second. Okay. Um, our question will be similar to what we did with the real estate. Um, what would you do with 10000 But before we do that, give someone just a... A tip that you would give anybody. Um, you'll have an audience who watches this. They may want to get back in touch with you. But just one tip that you would give anyone around cryptocurrency, accounting, planning, business, what you would like to share with someone if they're first time being interacted with you today. Uh, for sure. So in this Bitcoin space, do your own research. You can look at the Bitcoin white paper. You can look at that at coinmarketcap.net and just read it. It's like nine pages, not that long. At least get the first six pages down. The last three get real complicated, but if you can get the first six pages down, that's going to be big. And also understand that you know there's 21 million Bitcoins to ever be created, there, but inside each Bitcoin is divisible by 100 million. There's 100 million Satoshis in every single Bitcoin, just like there's 100 pennies to a dollar. Straight up. And so, you know, the price of Bitcoin right now is like 20, 25,000, somewhere in there. And when we look at, you know, most people, they don't have 20, 20,000 to spend. So what we've been telling everybody is, hey, get 1 million Satoshis, at least have 1 million Satoshis, put that on your cold wallet. And if you have a family, if you got kids, make sure all of them have at least 1 million Satoshis. At that point, 20, 30 years, we're going to see you know, how great of investment that was, but make sure that you have your own private keys, make sure you have your own ledger, don't keep it on an exchange and have at least one million Satoshis for everybody in your family so that, you know, when this does take off and it becomes mainstream, you know, you're already, you've already got your foot in the door. Don't be waiting until Bitcoin's at a million dollars to all of a sudden try to get in. And then the amount that you can buy with 10, $20 is a whole lot less. Um, so that's what I recommend to everybody is at least have one million Satoshis put on your cold wallet and try to avoid selling it, uh, exchanging it or spending it. Cause those create taxable events. And then you got to hire somebody like me, but you want them to hire you. I, well, just for their own benefit. <laughs> yeah. I'd much rather them not have to hire me. That makes sense. Okay. Look at this. Listen, this is an honorable man right here. Cause I would have <laughs> told y'all sell it. Come find, <laughs> come find me because I need that money. But now tell the people again where they can find you um, for a Patreon, um, our patrons. Um, we got a different conversation for you that we'll have here in a second, but let them know again. Yeah, for sure. You can check me out at CJ the Smart Guy, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Spotify, all of that. No extra spaces, letters, dashes, because 
there's there's scammers <laughs> out there. And look, they'll hit you up. And some of them scammers I'm didn't got you, better. I'm telling you, they hit me up, bro. They were in my DMs twice. Yeah, look, they'll put that black fist and be like, what's oh, up, fam? Yeah. Like, hey, like, nah. come, come find me, man. What's going on? <laughs> we hadn't talked in a while. I was like, bro, you can text me. And then I thought about it. That ain't him. <laughs> like I said that. So, But again, this is episode two of Horseman Academy. You got it right here. Um, you've been asking about crypto, asking about the alternative form of finding or the alternative form of currency, the new, um, what he calls the new wave in in um, currency. Um, you got it here. Tap in with CJ, the smart guy. We out.